biggest stories in all of Clarksville. This is the Clarksville Rundown. My name is Ryan Pluckelman. Over there, it's the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com, Chris Smith. Hello, Chris. Hey, Ryan. Um, my voice in and out, it's not great, so I'm sorry if I have to turn my mic off and cough every once in a while. I apologize. Meg, who yeah. also brought the fact that we have a squeaky chair or something in the background. Yeah, and I just heard it. You apparently yeah. have a squeaky chair. I have a squeaky chair. I get some WD-40 Yeah, we'll, we're working that into the budget. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Brian has been alternating between sounding like Demi Moore and uh, Barry, Barry White. <laughs> right. Started out as a Demi Moore, kind of nice and gravelly, mm-hmm. a little sexy, and then moved... That sexiness transitioned into a deep berry white yesterday. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. talk most of the day yesterday. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. keep it up, keep it going here. But honestly, it's all things considered, I'll take it's, a yeah thrown out voice. There are worse problems you could have. Yeah, this was a big week in Clarksville. Holy cow! And yes, the biggest story in Clarksville Saturday: an F three tornado leaves an over eleven mile long path of destruction. Mm-hmm. through our community yeah yeah um it was pretty intense i guess let's um start with the basics basically yeah, yeah to a catch people up you know in case they hadn't heard the most recent reports or you know maybe if they don't know what we're even talking about right so saturday at um uh let's see what time was that it was like 11 40 like 11 40 ish is about when when things started going bad and and i know that lee Irwin and i <clears throat> we're we were on severe weather team together and Lee had been talking to me earlier or later last week, like Thursday. He was saying National Weather Service has got us ranked as a one right now, mm-hmm. which means a, like slight risk, right? Exactly. They don't they don't see it happening, and it's like okay, because just give me kind of a heads up. And then Friday it was like, well, they're going to move us to a two. Mm-hmm. Five is like it's going to happen. Yeah, one's like we don't even know why we're telling you. Two two is just slightly above that, and then Saturday morning. The National Weather Service, the story completely changed. Yeah. And it was about, um, it was that we started getting some warnings. And we can go through that a little bit yeah. more too, the, the breakdown of the timeline here and the sirens. Um, but the uh, it touched down um, in our area for the first time in Montgomery County at 1.41 p.m. Um, at Fort Campbell, just north of the Sabre Army Airfield. Yeah. So it started out, there wasn't much damage, and it was in a remote area of Fort Campbell. So, you know, not a huge deal at that point. But it started moving across, hit a Walnut Grove Road, destroyed the church or damaged the church there, destroyed the Clarksville School of Fine Arts, and then started building intensity and basically went on for 11.3 miles um, across North Clarksville. So starting that Garrettsburg Road area and going basically a straight line over to Exit 1 yeah. and the uh, Tylertown Road area before it left the um, the, the county, um, took eleven basically 15 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, 600 yards wide. Yeah. Um, and 150 mile per hour winds. So, um, the damage was really extensive. Um, so just so everybody knows that, you know, when we're actually reporting this, cause the damage estimates may change right as of Thursday afternoon. I'm sorry. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. As of Wednesday afternoon, 2,221 residential sites were hit by the tornado. <sighs> Um, and 268 of those were destroyed, flat out destroyed. So uh, that's about 2,000 um, uh, basically residential units were uh, damaged yeah. in some way. Yeah. Um, either major damage, minor damage, you know, right. whatever. Um, 81 um, co- commercial sites were, um, were hit by the tornado and three public facilities. So the interesting thing, and, and we were just talking before we started recording about uh, residential sites. Right. 
So that could be a house or that yeah. could be an apartment complex. And I asked Chris, I said, so is an apartment a residential complex? Meaning if there's two apartments that are damaged, is that two? No. If there's an apartment complex and three apartments in it were damaged or destroyed, that counts as one unit. Mm-hmm. Or if all of them, like say there's yeah. a, there's a 15 apartment complex and the whole thing's destroyed, that counts as one. So yeah. it's really that, not. The building is a residential yeah, site. It's really not the clearest picture of how much damage was done and how many homes were mm-hmm. destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, so um so those uh 268 I mean that could be 268 homes. Right. Or you could look at it as some of those quote homes are apartment buildings right. which could constitute, you know, 30 families, right. you know, living in that home, right. that residential site. Yeah. So yeah, so a massive uh number of uh, families displaced by this. At least 2200 families were yeah. displaced by the storm. Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh, schools are closed. <laughs> yeah, that was we, we kind of I had a feeling they were going to close schools and we didn't really know right away about West Creek and the damage at the West Creek mm. um, facilities. So there's like three or four schools had damage such that, yeah, it would not be a good idea for them to try to open. Right. And you looked at some of the photos. I saw some photos of West Creek and I was in the middle of the elementary school. They had a hole in the brick wall. Wow. Something smashed through a brick wall that left a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awful. And um, and so schools are out. Yeah. Uh, you know, now they're out this week, but since next week is winter break, schools are out until January. Exactly. Yeah. So um, so there's that. Um, tragically, three people lost their lives um in this storm. One was a woman visiting from Florida, visiting family for Christmas. Um, another one was a, a Clarksville resident, an adult male. Um, another one, and this is the really uh, heart wrenching one, was a ten year old boy. Yeah. Um, the, uh, basically the house collapsed on him and his sister, um, a next door neighbor, um, was the one who pulled the children out of the rubble, but, um, the, uh, the 10 year old boy didn't make it. Um, his name was Arlen, uh, yeah. Cody, Arlen yeah. Cody. Yeah. Um, this is a sad story. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did. His mom made a post about Arlen today mm-hmm. and I saw that on, on Facebook and it was, it brings tears to your eyes mm-hmm. reading it because yeah. of such a, a wonderful young man. Who at ten? He's yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. So sad. It's, just, it's awful. And um, you know, parents. You know, I've heard it again in time. You know, parents shouldn't have to bury their children. Right. And it's just the the most awful, tragic, horrible thing. And you know, um, all we can do is rally around them and yeah. give them our love and support. Yeah. Um, you know, and it it seems odd to say, but it's 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 doubly tragic because. I mean, if it weren't awful and horrible and heart wrenching enough to lose your child, they also lost everything, everything that they, they own. own. Yeah. yeah, you know, they, their house is gone, their cars are gone. They're, I mean, they're it's it's all rubble, and so they're having to replace all of this now. Luckily, their employer, um, you know, has stepped forward to help out um, the family in all of this. Last time I checked, the GoFundMe for that family was over one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Good, good, good on the community for for helping to. Yeah, but that was that was devastating. Pull everybody and, together and to, and to read that, read the mom talk about her son, talk about Arlen, mm-hmm. what an incredible young man he was with a with a with a mind for learning. She said, as soon as he learned how to read, he never stopped, uh, and he did these little things. He would he would tell everybody all the time something that he learned, mm-hmm. and they called them Arlen's fun facts. And he would start every sentence with, <laughs> "Did you know." You're going to make me cry. I I, I read uh, that and I just, it, 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 I, I cried. I sat you know. in the studio and I cried because I was like, my God, 
yeah. such a touching tribute to an amazing young man mm-hmm. who we lost in this tornado. Yeah. The um, Wyatt Johnson Toyota is where um, his father, Arlen's father worked. Mm-hmm. And um, so they've uh, organized a GoFundMe and they're collecting donations to help the family rebuild um, and all of that. So, so do what you can um, yes. if, if you can. To, to help out these families. Um, there's GoFundMe's all over the place. We've been yes, getting... Yes, there are. We've been getting hit left and right with everybody, you know, wanting to to talk about their GoFundMe's and just look up Clarksville tornado victims. And, 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 you know, not all of these are necessarily legitimate. There are scammers out there. Right. Really, uh, it's it would almost be better just to go to the um, donation page. If you go to ClarksvilleNow.com or go to Clarksville Strong, you'll see a link to um, how you can help. And there's a variety of ways you can help. There's a whole section for financial donations. Yes. And that's going to go through like Austin Peay State University to their students, um, through the Chamber of Commerce to help um, uh, businesses and families. I mean, and uh, the various Mana Cafe, APAC, all these organizations, there's, um, there's ways to donate to them financially. That is probably a better way than just randomly going to GoFundMe because these right. GoFundMe's you don't necessarily know whether you're helping somebody who is in legitimate need, right? And somebody who just went and posted a GoFundMe. Now Arlen's family, that it, GoFundMe right. was set up by Brian Burkeen and the mm-hmm. folks at Wyatt Johnson. That's legit. Yeah, and if you any GoFundMe's that you see listed on a, with a Clarksville Now story because we're telling some of the stories of these families. Yes. If we are listing their GoFundMe, it's because we have checked the family out. We have done address checks to make sure they indeed live at the address they're saying they lived at. I mean, we're not doing a thorough, you know, um, right. uh, private investigator, you know, thing, but we are checking out their stories and making sure that they really did live in that location and that they, you know, um, basically are, are real people from Clarksville. Give some kudos to Clarksville chat. I can't remember which one cause there's two of them, but there was somebody who has set up a fake GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. saying that they lost a family member and boy that was sniffed out real quick yeah yeah and they, you don't want piled on you know, that, that if, post if, has since been deleted if you want to incur the wrath of the entirety of the world wide web just try some of that bs right and somebody's going to check you out and is going to expose you and run your entire name through the mud and yep. wherever you work and is going to contact your yep. employer i mean people get mad about that and they put people on blast and mm-hmm. those people deserve it Here's the crazy thing about, like, so many crazy things about this tornado. I know that with us, we see severe weather anytime we're kind of transitioning. We'll see it in, like, late fall, and we'll also see it in, you know, late winter, and we'll see it in the spring as well. Anytime we've got a ma- major temperature swing, that's when we start seeing spring severe weather. Spring is when I normally think these things happen. Yeah, but, I mean, you know? look at the tornado that destroyed Clark's, downtown Clarksville in 99. Yeah, it was in January. Exactly. Yeah. So they happen. And the thing that usually happens with our, our severe weather here is, you know, you get that tornado watch, and the watch means basically, eh, it could happen, right? Usually how things process is, I'm on severe weather watch here at the radio station for the last 20 years, is you'll see a severe thunderstorm warning pop up first, right? And then you will see a thunderstorm start to fire up, and then you'll start seeing tornado warnings spawn out of that. The craziest thing about the tornado we had on Saturday is it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It just... We went from zero to 60 just like that. Yeah. And that's the thing with tornadoes. Um, there's been some um, some complaints and some one of them was aired very publicly um, on a Facebook. No, I'm sorry. On a Facebook live. We, we, it was Facebook live for us, but the TV stations carried it live. Yeah. When there was a news conference with the public officials. Yeah. And some people had been um, complaining on social media that well, the sirens didn't go off until after the storm went through. 
And um, our, one of the TV reporters, I think it was the report, um, asked a question of the uh, an EMA official about this. And it's a legitimate question to ask, but maybe that wasn't the time to ask it. Um, and we've looked into it a little bit more um, to see, you know, what really did happen here with the sirens. Right. Um, and so the um, county issued a statement um, that we'll have an article on basically saying, listen, the outdoors, the, the tornado siren system is not intended to be the end-all, be-all way that you're supposed to be notified when there's a tornado. Right. That is a backup outdoor system to make sure people who are outside know, hey, seek cover immediately, get inside, because there's something that's barreling down. Right. It's not intended to be the entirety of the warning system. Right. The warning system is over your phone, it's through local media. It's through NOAA weather alerts with right. a weather radio. It's over the radio stations. That is how you're supposed to get warnings about major storms. Right. Um, the outdoor warning system. And the other thing, too, is with these warnings, when it comes to a tornado, a tornado watch means that conditions are right for a tornado to right. form. Right. A tornado warning means... That a tornado, and I'm looking at Ryan saying this like he doesn't know this inside right, right. and out, yeah. but um, but a tornado warning means a, a tornado has been either indicated on radar or it's been spotted by somebody uh, with their own eyes in the community. Well, by the time a tornado is spotted on radar or it is seen, it is already on the ground right. causing damage. It's right. not like the National Weather Service knows that a tornado is about to form right before it forms. They only know it's there because it's friggin' on the ground causing damage. Right. So your window to let people know... Is very short. Is very short, especially if you're, you know, a half a mile away from where the tornado right. has touched down. Right. Think of it. This is only a 15-minute long event. Right. It takes 15 minutes to get from any one point of Clarksville to the other. Right, exactly. You know, just to drive. Yeah. So um, you can't expect that the warning is going to be the time when you need to be prepared and get out and get inside. Yeah. You know, for me, it was kind of crazy to be, I was here at the radio station doing, you know, wall to wall severe weather coverage, <clears throat> excuse me during that. And, you know, I was starting to get updates from Lee cause mm -hmm. Lee was on the phone with Ed Baggett. And, and, and so mm -hmm. originally I hear the tornado touches down, right. That mm -hmm. we have a confirmed tornado in Clarksville and my heart just sank. Mm -hmm. That's the first time I've ever been on, on the on live on the radio talking about severe weather when I've got a confirmation it's in my town. I don't know where, mm -hmm. but all I knew was I got the message confirmed touchdown in in Clarksville. Yeah. And then the area started to take place. And then we really didn't know <clears throat> excuse me again, the extent of the damage right away. Like we didn't know how big this thing was. Mm -hmm. We were getting various reports. And again, we can't use I can't use Twitter or Facebook. Mm-hmm. For for weather coverage, I got to go by what the National Weather Service is saying and what emergency management is saying. Right. And so originally it was one house has been destroyed, one house has been severely damaged. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, <clears throat> I was like, wow, I, I must have just touched down for a minute mm -hmm. and disappeared. And, you know, and I heard that, OK, well, they're, they're on the scene right now trying to get the family out of the one thing. And so originally I thought, OK, well, hopefully this is just a tiny little tornado that dropped down boom and then the next thing it dis disappears and then the the warning's over right mm -hmm. and then another warning came in later on right after that well then that the the the, the reality started to sink in yeah. and we started getting more and more reports from authorities on the ground saying no this was not one house 
This was a huge chunk of neighborhoods in the Ringgold area, West Creek area. Mm -hmm. And then you started seeing the pictures. Mm -hmm. You can take a break for a minute because we had about 10 minutes in between warnings and just kind of gather information. And I started seeing the pictures of the National Weather Service was posting. Mm -hmm. And it was like, my God. Yeah. It was absolutely not what I was originally reported to us because they didn't know. Right. And as the storm left its left its you know you know disappeared, and they were starting to see what was going on and what the damage left behind, it was substantial mm-hmm. and it was overwhelming. And yeah, it was yeah. you, you know the video that they were showing on Channel Two was this tornado right behind Glen Ellen Elementary School. You know mm-hmm. you just saw it going right behind it, and then in that area there. And then as the day progressed, we didn't even know. Saturday night, we didn't really know the full extent of the damage. Mm-hmm. We knew that some homes were destroyed. We knew some people were without power. But it really wasn't until Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon into Monday, where the reality of the extent of the damage of this tornado mm-hmm. was was in front of us. We yeah, because like, you start getting all the reports and start, you know, of course, you're not supposed to be driving through those neighborhoods. And in a lot of cases, you can't because they're all blocked right. by you know, trees, yeah, you know? right. And, and the power's out. So it's hard to communicate with anybody. And so it really wasn't until the police were able to actually drive out there and see what was going on right. to, to understand the full extent. And I want to make sure everyone, like, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody for the reporting that they did. You know, they, they have to give us information. Mm-hmm. And so they do the best that they can with the situation ahead. Yeah. And so again, and, nobody and it, was neglecting or leaving out information. Yeah. They were just reporting what they had seen at the time. Yeah. And their first priority is to, Rescue people, you right? Know, not to, to actually pull people out of rubble and, and keep people safe, right? Not call Irwin on speed dial, you <laughs> yeah, know. But we do appreciate that. We do appreciate the fact that they call him on speed dial. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So um, we started reporting, or National Weather Service started reporting, um, or much earlier in the day, Saturday, the tornado watch was in effect. Right. Um, I started going through looking at the timeline. We put up a story about eleven forty, saying there's National Weather Service warning and or watch tornado watch in effect through 7 p.m., um, and that if a tornado with spider indicated on radar, a tornado warning will be issued, and also that the storm is expected to hit Clarksville between 1 and 6 p.m. Yeah, and big window. At 1.15 p.m. Right, you know? right. Um, and so then the severe thunderstorm warning was issued at 1.15 p.m. Um, it actually was indicated at 1.11 p.m., mm-hmm. and so that was a good half hour. Right. Um, we were under a severe thunderstorm warning for a half hour right. before the tornado hit. Yeah. That severe thunderstorm warning, that's your signal to take cover. Right. Um, and then the warning was issued at 125 for a tornado that was spotted in Stewart County. And that was indicated at 122. So we sent out a bunch of alerts on that. Yeah. And the reason we do that when there's a tornado warning in Stewart County, um, and that was about, let's see, 15 minutes before a tornado hit here. Right. Is because when you've got severe weather in Stewart County... Buckle in because it's coming to Clarksville. You're going to have severe weather in Clarksville. Yeah. 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 It's, it's on its way. I mean, it's, that's usually they travel, you know, from west to the east. So, um, so the tornado was indicated near Big Rock at 126. Another one indicated near Big Rock at 133. And then 141, um, that's when it touched down at Saber Army, um, airfield. But the tornado warning was not issued until 143, two minutes after the tornado actually touched down. Right. Um, because, Nobody spotted it. I mean, it wasn't right, spotted on right. radar until then. Um, and then 145 was when we were able to send out the warning about this particular right, storm. Right. So, 
Um, yeah, and then it went on for 15 minutes after that. Yeah, 15 but, minutes, 11.2 yeah, so miles. Just, you know, when, you're, when, we're, when we're under a watch, that's, that's when you need to get out, get off the roads, stay home, don't go out to yeah. restaurants, you know, um, basically expect the storm to be coming. And I certainly get that living in Clarksville, we deal with severe weather warnings and watches all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to become complacent and be like, yeah, yeah another one of those. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and Frank, you know, I'm kind of a victim of this too. We, we live near downtown. And so we hear in our house, even if we've got the TV on or radio on you, we'll hear that uh, siren near APSU. Right. We'll hear that siren go off. Now we can't all we hear. Is, yeah. You know, we can't hear Charlie Brown's what they're parents. Saying. If I open the window, I can just barely yeah. hear severe thunderstorm warning. But, um, but I know that there's something going on if I hear that siren, but we can't let that be right. the way we are informed. Right. And, th- and that's the weird thing. People need to be listening to the local radio. Yep. If you're on serious, look at you giving a plug to local radio. An old dog can learn new tricks. That's the thing. If you, if your exposure to media is serious radio or the seventies on seven, ain't going to let you know, or podcasts, Ira Glass ain't breaking into this American life and giving (laughs) you what's going on or, you know, or Instagram or Facebook, you know, Facebook's under no obligation to warn you that severe weather is coming. Right. You know, Sirius isn't under that obligation, right? I mean, if you're listening to satellite radio, do you get weather alerts? No. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I only know from friends that have it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're an expert in radio, so you you know this more than I do. Actually, I do have it. I only listen to Yacht Rock when we take trips. So, you know, this isn't just about, you know, trying to plug our local stuff. Right. But because this is what we do, we're passionate about it. If you're, mm. if big weather's coming, pay attention to your local media. Yeah. Not just Facebook, radio, you know, webs of good push alerts. There's also Montgomery County has its own push yep. alert system. That'll notify you. Usually you'll get the alerts at the same time we do. If you've got that MoCo right. alert thing right. on your phone, because it's automated. Right. When the National Weather Service hits send on an alert, it automatically goes through the MoCo uh, push alert system. So yeah. that's another good one. Also, NOAA weather radio. Yeah. You know, if you're really worried about storms. Ask your grandparents where to buy weather radio because they know exactly where to buy yeah. it. Yeah. And get yourself a weather radio. Here's the thing, shifting gears slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we saw the damage, once we knew the reality of the storm, we knew it wasn't some little tornado that just dipped down and dipped out. Boy, oh boy, did Clarksville spring into action. Amen. Amen. Holy cow. Amen. If you didn't love this town before Sunday, you love it now. Yeah. Because not only did the faith community step in in a major way. Mm-hmm. And I don't I'd love to start naming some, but I feel bad if I left anybody out. Well, there's two that we can definitely name who Life stepped Point, up. Mosaic. Life Point and Mosaic. Yeah. They they stepped up um in a major major way. They were the organizing points for um yeah. for that relief effort um at the start, which is perfect because Mosaic's right near the damage right. on the west side of town and Life Point is right near the damage on the east side of town. Um I you know, I don't go to either of those churches, so uh, this is not a shameless plug for either one right, of them. Right. Um but they really stepped they up did. and they used their facilities and their volunteer system and their parishioners and their locations, because they both have large locations as staging grounds for um, cleanup efforts and 
donation efforts. I'm so proud of the faith community here in Clarksville mm-hmm. for rallying around the people that were affected by these tornadoes, mm-hmm. whether it was something as big as Mosaic being that staging area and mm-hmm. LifePoint being kind of a go-to for volunteering. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some churches that got meals together, went to shelters, collected donations. And here's the thing. Businesses were popping up, you know, all mm-hmm. over and saying, hey, bring your stuff here. We got it. And then mm-hmm. opening up a shop for people to go get supplies. Yeah. And then you look at, you know, we've got an organization here in Clarksville called YAPAC Outreach, which mm-hmm. stands for You Are Important. I don't know what the PAC stands for. I'm sorry. but <laughs> Well, initially it started with um, uh, the idea was care packages. Because uh, the PAC with, stands yeah. for is package. Uh, well, you are important stands for you are important. And then the PAK started. They, it, it has another name now. They've they've added gotcha. the acronym okay. since gotcha. then. Okay, but it started out with delivering um, uh, female hygiene items in purses and small bags to homeless camps, and it Sherry Nichols just it just grew and grew and grew and grew from that. Her passion, her commitment to um, to helping people, and now it's evolved into disaster relief. Yeah, they of do, all things. Yeah, they do disaster relief, and mm-hmm. and they do it marvelously. Oh my God, they're so they're so fantastic mm-hmm. at it. When Mayfield got hit last year, Yapac was you know spending a lot of gas going back and forth mm-hmm. from Clarksville mm-hmm. to to Mayfield to uh, to help out folks there. But you saw that, and you just saw the citizens of Clarksville rally behind the people that were affected. Mm-hmm by this tornado yeah, and united the community in such a way that mm-hmm. people were just, it was nonstop. There was, yeah. there was, there was a point when people were saying, I can't take any more donations. Yeah, exactly. So there's just like the way Clarksville now uh, blew up our servers um, Sunday. Yeah. Monday, we're sorry. Cause sometimes points. people were logging into Clarksville now and it was showing a four Oh four error. That's because our server was down That's because there was so many people we, going we, on it. We broke the internet. Uh, twice yes. <laughs> during yes. the storm yep. that uh, do things to make that stop happening. Um, but but the uh, just like that happened, um, volunteers blew up the relief effort. So many hundreds of volunteers, I think it was well over a thousand, we're still getting the numbers, who signed up um, to go volunteer and do cleanup, debris cleanup. A, nobody could get to the sites because the roads were clogged with right. people driving out there to, volunteer. to help. Yeah. And then they got so many volunteers that by like five o'clock Monday, they said, nope, nope, we're done. Stop. We, we, we can't take any more volunteers. And the volunteers worked so fast and did so much so quickly that they outran the capacity of the trash uh, haulers. Take that in for a minute. Clarksville, when we were hit, we were hit hard. We didn't just go like, oh, stinks. We all got in our cars and everybody came and volunteered. And our, our relief effort was so fast that the garbage couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. They, they said, whoa. Well, they called uncle and said, give us a couple of days <laughs> right. to move all of this garbage right. from the sides of the streets and the neighborhoods to the landfill and then start again. Give us some time to catch up. And this is so Clarksville. I, I, saw, I saw one woman talking about volunteers coming to her yard to clean up. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how nice and friendly everybody was and how kind and compassionate everybody was. Not surprising it's Clarksville. But how efficient and quick they were. They're like, mm-hmm. my yard was clean in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think part of it, I mean, yeah, part of it's just the people of Clarksville. But can't ignore the fact that there's a lot of military veterans out here who know how to get stuff done. That's true. 
That's yeah. that, yeah, that's you very know true. How to get stuff done. Yes, you got a bunch of you know retired sergeants. They're going to go out there and say, "Hey, you grab that shovel." You grab exactly, that, you know, and and guys who know how to do what they're told. We have a higher level yeah. of retired NCOs here in the yeah. area, and you're if not, you want something done, you get an NCO in there. <laughs> and plus, this was North Clarksville. This was the side of town where there's a lot of active duty and retired yes. soldiers living in those communities, and they're going to. And they've also got a heart for community, a yes, heart for service. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the why they're in the Army. Right. And I know that the Monday a lot of soldiers of Fort Campbell were, you know, encouraged to volunteer, mm-hmm. and they did. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of Austin P football and basketball players yeah, were yeah. volunteering, and local high schools were volunteering. And on the other thing, they're generally in good shape. These are people with strong backs. Yeah, that's true. This isn't me. <laughs> it's not me out right, there. Right, right, right. I'm sitting in my uh, in my computer, clickety clackety, and yeah. reporting this stuff. But you know, nonstop. So I'm a little stressed. But I'm definitely not out there. You know, lifting and hauling stuff. But you know, in part because I couldn't, but because right. I was busy doing this stuff. But that's a lot of men who. And been doing women. a lot of PT yeah. and know how to lift stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. Very strong backs uh, <laughs> yeah. helping out quite quite quickly. But speaking of people doing hard work, um, we would not we would be very remiss if we didn't mention the hardest working people in all of this effort. Yes. And that has been the linemen with CDE and all of the the agencies that came to help Clarksville. Yeah. The linemen from out of out of the city. I mean, that is some incredible work that they've been doing. At the height of the storm, think of this: there are about seventy-five thousand CDE customers, and by so that's not the population of Clarksville; that's the number of houses served right. by some, CDE. Some use CEMC, some use CDE. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's seventy yeah. to eighty thousand right. customers in that range. Of those seventy-five-ish thousand customers, twenty thousand people, twenty thousand households lost power. Yeah. in this storm. Yep. So that's what like. Fifth? Why are you looking at me? No, that was a math question. Because I date up. Because I'm married to a math you teacher. To math. Yeah. Doesn't this happen by osmosis? Yeah, we, I would hope so. So twenty thousand households mm-hmm. um, lost power um, today. Uh, Thursday. I'm sure by the time this airs, it'll be much much lower. But um, on as the time of this recording on, thir- on Wednesday. That's right. Today's Wednesday. Um, they this morning they were down to like eleven hundred. Wow. So eighteen thousand people had power restored. During that period of time in the first like four days of the storm. Now, it's not just like your normal outage. These are tangled wires. Right. Look at the photos. Yeah. One of the photos I saw, I was looking, I was like, what the heck is that? I know it's a power outage. I'm looking at the photo. I'm like, it's like oh my Lord, that's a friggin' TVA tower. Yeah. A TVA transmission tower. Those big metal yep. <laughs> yeah. skyscraper things right. was flattened by uh-huh. this thing. I mean, can yep. you imagine just... Oh yeah, let's get let's get a couple of uh, bucket trucks out there to to raise a what hundred and fifty right. foot tall tower. Exactly. I don't know how they did it. I don't know if they have done it. Did they just work around it? I don't know. All I, I mean, know is there was a picture. I don't know if you took it. It was I think it was it down Peachers Mill, mm-hmm. right by West Creek, and you just saw lines of 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 yeah. of, of trucks just lined up yeah. with all of those buckets up yeah, working you need, together when you're when you're taking an entire you know row of these ta- of these things that all come down you can't just put one pole up and you're done right or just put one up at a time you've got to kind of do them all at yeah. once yeah. i mean and think about what the trouble it takes to put up christmas tree lights you know sometimes you need two or three kids to exactly. out there to help you hold up wires right. at the same time right well think about like these huge transmission lines 40 feet off the ground 
you know, you've got to have a huge effort, a coordinated effort to put all this stuff back up. But these guys, I mean, they've been going without food. They've been missing their families. They've been, you know, staying up all night. You know, I mean, this is hard, hard work. And I hope you give the linemen once they're done and they should be done. Mm-hmm. That may be done before this podcast hits the hits your ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they deserve a couple weeks off. Yeah, they do. They do. They deserve our community's thanks mm-hmm. and um and support. And you know, it's hard on them because, you know, people want their power back on. Right. And you know, you understand and and people want to get mad at somebody and so they get mad at the power company. But those are the ones who are really working the hardest in all right. this. And the last thing they need is somebody criticizing their efforts when they're busting their balls out there 24-7 trying to get your power back on. Exactly. So yeah, we so. appreciate the Lions crews because yes. they are doing incredible work. Yes. Heartfelt wow. thanks to all the line crew, all the linemen out there and the people working at CDE. You've had a, it's an awful job in a situation like this. It's a thankless job in many cases. But it's not thankless from us. You have our heartfelt thanks for all the hard work you're doing. As you follow stories around town and you look at, you know, people with their posting and what's on Clarksville chat and various other things and people bringing food to the linemen, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's what we should be doing. Taking care of them, you yeah. know, taking care of opening their houses to people mm-hmm. that lost everything. And there are so many businesses. And like I said, you don't want to start trying to name them because, uh, you right. know, we'll, we'll a we'll be here forever and B we'll leave, actually leave somebody out. So many businesses have stepped up yep. and done stuff, no charge, gone yep. out there, done stuff for free, providing food, providing support, you know, look for those businesses and give them your support when all this is all, is over as well. A lot of food trucks have yep. been going out there and delivering stuff for free. Um, a lot of, you know, just countless businesses have been stepping up to help. And, In a major way. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, this is now the problem that everyone has to watch out for if you've had damage from the tornado is those out-of-town scammers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the laws are in the state of Tennessee about people coming in and, and scamming people who have been, you know, had their lives turned upside down in a natural disaster, and you take their money. I'm okay with the death penalty on this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know if we have that in Tennessee for this, but I'm pretty okay with it. I don't I don't think that's a thing here. You don't think so? No. Can we make it a thing? Um, but just we, watch out. You got to, you got, if you, if you're a person whose home was damaged or destroyed in the tornado, it's important to make sure that you're dealing with, and the best way and, and, and local is the way to go. You, you know, places here that are members of the Clarkson Montgomery County Chamber of Commerce, better business bureau. When you got some knucklehead coming out of Lexington, you always got to make sure you're always like, Hey, hold on. I got to see insurance here. And I got to make sure that you're licensed and not just some jack jaw from Lexington going like, I'll fix your house. And it's yeah. a darn shame that, that that's got to you got to be on the walk on the lookout for that. Yeah. And um, there was a statement that was issued earlier by um, the uh, by Montgomery County government earlier today. They've already had um, reports that scammers are calling residents and impersonating government officials um, trying to get payments and such from people. Listen, if anybody calls you. Asking for donations yes. for anything. Yes. Just say no. Just hang up and then turn around. If you're, if you were like, oh, I feel bad saying no. Don't do it over the phone with somebody who calls you. Go to the website of an agency that you know right. is out there yeah. doing the work. Right. That you know is out there, you know, giving directly to people. The American Red Cross, Salvation Army, Mosaic Church, Life Point. Yapac, Mana Cafe. Right. Those are groups that are directly involved. If you want to help, hang up on whoever's calling you 
and pick the phone back up and contact them. one of those agencies right. that's directly involved and help them. Don't help anybody calling you on the phone because 90 percent of the time it's going to be somebody just trying to just trying to scam you. Exactly. Exactly. But you have a great article on ClarksvilleNow.com about identifying possible contractor scammers yeah. that are going to swoop in and promise you they'll mm-hmm. fix your house and they need a, a check in advance and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing with that here. It, I, lo- I like this kind of this information that we got from the um, sheriff's department, because one of the things they pointed out is that Tennessee law can protect you in a situation like this. Only if you have documentation of everything. Yep. If you're just going to pay some yokel 300 bucks who shows up and says, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow and fix your stuff. You're out 300 bucks. Right. But if you sign a contract with that yokel who may not be a yokel, maybe he is legit, make him bring you a contract. He signs it. You sign it. You probably should not be paying anything up front. You should be paying them when the service is complete. But if you've got that contract, then the police can go after him. But the police, the law can't do anything if you don't have a contract and somebody has shown up at your doorstep and you've given them three hundred bucks in cash. Ask for a contract, and if they say no, then chances call, are good. You call one of the many, 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 many dozens of contractors in Clarksville who will do the exact same service for you, but they're licensed and insured, yep. and they will be gladly sign a contract for you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's one of those things where we've got so many great contractors and so many great uh, construction and roofing businesses here that. They're going to they're going to understand what you're going through and they're going to be accommodating and they're going to take care of you and they're not going to ask you to do things Mm -hmm. that you're uncomfortable doing. They're going to do everything above board to make it so, you know, if if someone's not being above board, chances are they're from they're out of town knucklehead Mm -hmm. and you can just go send them on their way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so um, we're going to be continuing to report on the recovery from the tornado. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what else all comes out of this because there's, you know, a lot of people who are hurt, a lot of people trying to take advantage, of course. Yes. As, as yeah. That always happens. But it's really cool to see everybody coming together. It really, um, it's a fantastic to see things. everybody yeah. coming together in, in a very big way. It makes you proud to live in the city of Clarksville. Yeah. Makes you proud, really does. And and yeah. I'm so just I hate to say the word proud again, yeah. but proud of this community for rallying around everybody whose lives were affected by these tornadoes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one more story that a uh, non-tornado story, a non-tornado story. This happened right before the tornado. Of course, there's pretty much nothing else on our website. Yeah, right, now right exactly. Coverage. But right before all this came down, we had something else happen. Um, I got a call. Gosh, this is a few months ago from a guy who lives near the royalties event center. Uh, if you're not familiar with Royalties Event Center, it's where the Eckerd Drugs used to be. If you don't remember Eckerd Drugs on Madison Street, it later became a Rite Aid. Okay, um, when okay. When I got here, it was Eckerd Drugs, and that was my drugstore. Okay. And then it became Rite Aid, so that was my drugstore. And okay. then Rite Aid shut down, and so now it's um, it became something nobody like, what, what is going on there? People right. were only there at night. Yeah. And then they finally put a sign up called Royalties Event Center. Okay. So this neighbor contacted me and said, hey... This place, they're operating without a without a license, and I thought, well, that that's impossible. That can't be happening. And he said, I'll will send you the documentation. Well, he never got around to sending me the documentation. He got hung up with something else, like he couldn't get for some reason. There was a paperwork issue. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, I was just waiting for him. And I thought, well, he must there must be a misunderstanding. And um, turns out, no, there wasn't a misunderstanding. So I'm kicking myself that I didn't pursue this a few months ago. 
This place applied, this event center, holding parties and little mini concerts yeah. and everything, they applied for a contract to um, open, like, back in January. Well, they didn't meet the codes to open. And so the city said, no, you can't open a business here. This doesn't meet codes. Yeah. And they opened anyway. They're like, code mode. Code mode. We we're can, just going to open gonna go anyway. What could possibly happen if yeah. we just open anyway? So they opened anyway. And in May, so they opened in January. They were holding events like in January and February. So here's how long March. it takes you to open up a business illegally before you're caught. <laughs> yeah. Five months. And so like sometime in April, the city's like, no, 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 no. They found out about it and they cited them to city court. They get to city court and the judge says, uh, basically you know, cites the, the, the lady who's running it and says, you can't be doing this. She kept doing it. Kept doing it anyway. So she kept doing this. And the and so the city finally, I guess they find out again. They must have not be driving by often enough in the middle of the night to see these events going no on. No city officials live on that side of town, apparently. I guess not. And so finally, uh, the city, the fire department has to go out and like shuts power off and like <laughs> has to like put chain. I don't know if they put chains on the door, but they basically had to shut the power off. And they still kept doing it with no power in the building. How do you have a party they held with no power? Events I think they were just running lines because we got we saw a video uh, uh, of um, power lines running through the floor. They're running extension of this event center through pools of liquid next to open beer bottles on the floor in this business. Unsecured power lines, like taped down, like every ten feet or so. So the finally the, the yeah the fire department shut them down. The the I think they ended up issuing a warrant for the woman's arrest. And so now she's um, you know, facing all kinds of charges. Interestingly, the DA is charging her with theft. Okay. Because she rented the place out despite not having the legal authority to rent the place out. Gotcha. Okay. And somehow right. they're calling that theft. Now, I'm certainly not one to question the district attorney's right. yeah, office's exactly. definition of criminal law. But that's that surprised me. And I don't know if that's just like, hey, here's a loophole. We can charge her with theft. Because people rented from her something that she was not allowed to rent. I love that she's like, I'm going to go and try and get a permit. And they're like, nah, we're not giving you a permit. She's like, fine, I don't need a permit. Yeah. And then when they shut the power off. She just kept going. I would have been like, okay. <laughs> I, I think I've pushed it as far as I can push it. But she's like, hey. Let's go to Lowe's and get some extension cords. <laughs> Run a, well, let's plug some cords into the houses. My nearby. house is only a quarter mile away. Right. How much is a quarter mile? About Forty extension, extension cords, cords. <laughs> and we'll be fine. Oh yeah, no, don't worry, folks. Listen, the 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 extension cords taped down to the floor. That's completely normal. We hope you're enjoying your party here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is, you got you got some beer. You want to put your beer down to go dance? Put it down right next to that extension. Exactly, cord. right there, right there. No, yeah, nothing bad could happen. Be fine. And then they eventually have to like arrest her. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, she had outstanding warrants out of county. So oh, she's got multiple warrants for her arrest. Oh, man. Multiple locations. So if you had booked a birthday party at the, what was it called? The Emerald? Royalties the Event royalty, Center. The Royalties Event Center. The Royalties Event Center. If you had a, a party coming up, I hate to tell you this, but your party ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. And you're probably not going to get your money back. But you should contact the police because you can add to the long list of people who are uh, apparently going to be witnesses right. of this whole thing once they can f track this lady down and put her behind bars that's crazy that's a crazy story <laughs> it takes five months for it to be like whoa, whoa wait yeah. a minute wait yeah. a minute here <laughs> i hear loud music coming from that place that we 
put codes you on. You can't hear music coming from there. We didn't give her a permit. She doesn't even have electricity. Exactly. And she <laughs> did it. Anyway, there you go. The biggest stories yeah, in Clarksville. There you go. This week, again, um, just a big thank you to everybody that's been working hard to put this community back together. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does. It means so much to see this community rally around the folks affected by the tornado. I know the the hashtag Clarksville Strong is thrown around a lot, and I think it's it's well worth being mm-hmm. thrown around because uh, we really have been showing the world what it's all about. Yeah. But follow ClarksvilleNow.com for the latest mm-hmm. on the tornado. Thanks for listening, everybody.